0: us in this broadcast the power of faith as kim miller brings us a message out of john nine seven which says and said unto him go wash in the pool of siloam which is by interpretation sent he went his way therefore and washed and came seen hello and welcome to this broadcast of woman at the well ministries and what a pleasure it is to spend time with you as we just ponder the scriptures that god has written that we might hide them in our heart that we may not sin against him, and that we might understand the principles and the promises that God has for each of us. Most of us are very familiar with this passage of Scripture. We know that there was a blind man, and we know that Jesus came to him, and we know that he went to the pool of Siloam, and that he washed his eyes in the water after Jesus had spit upon the clay and put it upon his eyes. And when he raised from the water, he was free. And his blindness was gone. And most of us look at that piece of scripture in awe and think of the amazing miracles that God does. And there is no question about it that is true. But I'd like to look at this scripture just a little bit deeper and and perhaps see a little bit more of the meaning that God would have for each of us in this scripture. Let's begin reading in John chapter 9 and verse 7. Actually, let's start in 9, 1 and read through 11. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a blind man which was from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sin nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the words of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay. And he said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him, that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others says he is like him, but he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, how were thine eyes open? Verse 11, he says, he answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. What an amazing passage of scripture with such richness for each of us let us pray our kind and most gracious to heavenly father lord i just pray that you would anoint these lips of clay and that you would have your word to go out with clarity i pray to heavenly father that you would touch our hearts and our minds and that we would see exactly what you would have for us in this passage i pray for blessings upon all those who are listening i pray lord that you would meet our every need and i know that you promised that you would so allow us lord to receive that blessing Lord, allow us to walk in your wisdom, to walk in your ways, and cause us to seek you in all things. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It's interesting to me how in the very beginning of this passage of scripture, we see that the people are wanting to know who sinned. They automatically are judging this man because he's not like them, and he's judging this man because he has something that is different and something that is difficult for him. And we could stop there and park on that one thought probably for a long time and wonder ourselves how many times we have looked at someone and thought in pity about their situation. When in turn, they've been very happy and they've been very excited about it. And that is a judgment call that we often make on people just on the outside and looking at it. But what's even more interesting in this, is when someone is different or something is different, we automatically attribute to that that they've done something wrong. And this scripture is so clear. He says, nope, the man didn't sin, the parents didn't sin, but we have this situation so that my works may be glorified. And I wonder about some things with that right there. I wonder about us as Christians. Are we willing to take the hard road? Are we willing to take the hardship? Are we willing to have that inconvenience so that God might be glorified in us? Are we willing to allow God to do something in our lives or or disrupt our routine or perhaps plant an obstacle that could cause us to have a little bit of issues in our life, or really what it does is cause us to cling to him and truly trust him? Are we willing to do that so that others could see how God delivers, so that others could see how God provides, so that others could see God manifested in our lives? The sad truth of it is, is many of us would not do that willingly. And many of us, when we find ourselves in a situation where God has chosen a a thing to happen to us or happen in our lives that we don't quite understand or it's not what we would choose, we begin to complain and we begin to murmur. And for some of us, we begin to walk away from him. But clearly God says that this man's situation is so that his works could be manifested in him. Have you ever thought about the blessing you could be to someone else because you've walked a mile in their shoes, perhaps before they've even walked in them? And so then you can help them and see, help them see that God is there and God has made a way and what he does for you, he'll do for others. And then there's the side of that whole scenario where you're wondering what kind of person judges someone Just by their outward appearance or by some frailty they may have or by some illness. And you say, oh, I would never do that. Oh, but yes, you do. Somehow we think they're a little less than we are. When in reality, just as we see in this individual, not only is he everything and as much as you and I are, but he is getting ready to be the vessel in which God manifests himself. He's the stage, and God is the play. He's the fixture, and God is the light. He's going to manifest God through himself because he's going to willingly allow God to be God. Do you allow God to be God? Let's just step aside a moment here and and, and park on this one verse, and let's just think about it for a second. Let's just remove the fact that we may be very prejudiced in our thoughts and very prejudiced in how we feel about others. Let's, let's say we've gotten over that and we've asked God to forgive us and, and we truly see people for who they are, which is God's image and God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. And let's say that we're not judgmental and we're not looking at people and wondering how they find themselves in the predicament that they may find themselves in and automatically attribute that to something they have done. Let's say that we have overcome that and and God's grace has allowed us to, to be able to not be that kind of individual. So let's just ask ourselves this question. Am I willing to let God be god the blind man was and yes he stood at the gate and he begged that's how he was going to live and you say well kim how do you know he let god be god well because as we continued to read when god spoke he listened when god said move he moved unless you forget it was probably a bit of an effort for the blind man to get to the pool of saloon he wasn't hanging out by the river Where the pool, he was at the gate. And he was blind. And lest you forget, it wasn't an instantaneous healing. The mud had been placed on the eyes and the direction of God had been given. And in the pool of Siloam, where the blind man was going to exercise his faith and God was going to manifest himself with the healing of his eyes, there lied the blessing waiting for the obedience of the blind man as we move a little bit further into the scriptures we see that he says i must work the works of him that sent me while it is day the night cometh when no man can work so our first question was do you let god be god are we letting him rule and reign in our lives Are we such a willing vessel that he would choose us to display his mighty works in? The second question posed in this very short passage of scripture is this. Are you working the works now? You see, I believe he says I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. Is there is a day of reckoning. There's going to be a day when Christ splits the eastern sky and there's going to be no more opportunity for those to claim the name of Christ. There's going to be a time in in people's lives when they leave this world and they no longer have the opportunity to, to praise Him and to accept Him as Savior. But now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. I believe that night coming means that there's going to come a time when we don't have that opportunity anymore. And he says, I must do the works of him that sent me. I, Kimberly Miller, must do the works of him that sent me, the God of the universe, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords that lives within my heart. I must follow him and be obedient to him. I must allow him to manifest himself in me. You see, this first part of the power of faith solely rests upon the blind man allowing God to be God and the blind man allowing God to clean him up in such a way that he would be perfect. You see, this whole process is about us allowing God to work through us And we stop on this charge right here that he tells us that we need to work while it is still day. I invite you to join us at Woman at the Well Ministries and get the rest of this message so that you too can understand the power of faith. For it opens all things and it is the key to all who believe. And all things are possible. To him that believeth. You all for joining us today for this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by our program today and we encourage you to share your prayer requests or testimonies or any feedback that you have. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your daily walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you're interested in partnering with Woman at the Well Ministries, please feel free to email us or write to us at Woman at the Well Ministries, P.O. Box 875, Milton, West Virginia, 25541. We would also like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your thoughts and your prayers, and you are all in our prayers. Remember that God loves you, and you are loved. Have a wonderful and blessed day in the Lord.